All things automotive with the petrol head, Niku Smith. Niku Smith on Jet Set Breakfast. It is 26 minutes uh, just before nine. And uh, today we're talking about charging electric cars in South Africa. Nico, good to have you on Jet Set Breakfast. Good morning, Bertha. How are you? I'm fabulous. Great. So am I. It's a lovely Saturday um, in Gauteng, blue skies. So um, good to be out. Absolutely. Today we're talking about charging electric cars. Mm. So I, I thought, you know what, let me do a little bit of research um, because obviously I'm in the motor industry and I talk about electric cars and you know the first thing people normally say is ESCOM and they all complain about yeah. no power um, and how many charging stations are there. So that, these are some of the questions I have. And I thought, okay, you know what, let me go have a look um, and see what it is like practically um, on, on charging electric cars. So I'm going to do a little bit of background or theory just so, so that you understand. Um, there's two type of elect- uh, types of um, uh, electricity. There's either um, alternating current or direct current. So if you look at home, everything you're running, your fridge, your stove, if you have a microwave, they are all running on an alternating current. Um, then if you look at a battery, any type of battery needs to be charged with direct current. Um, so if you're charging a battery, it needs direct current, but all the, the, the plugs at home are all alternating current. So if you think about the siphon, then the siphon has a battery, um, it needs to be charged with direct current, but your wall plugs are alternating current. So that's what your charger really does. Your charger is an AC-DC converter. So your, your cell phone charger takes the alternating current and makes a direct current so you can charge the battery. Um, so if normally if people have solar at home, they'll also have the same thing. The, the batteries um, actually have to convert alternating current to direct current or direct current to alternating current. So with that theory in mind, if you look at an electric car, there's basically two ways to charge, uh, charge it. Um, it has a battery. So mm-hmm. if you are charging at home, normally the car has a built-in uh, AC-DC converter. In other words, you get power from your plugs at home, but it has to convert it into direct current so it can charge the battery. So that's what happens at home um, and at some charging stations. However, um, some charging stations also have what we call direct current chargers. In other words, they then charge the battery quite uh, directly. So you don't have to go through this converter because this converter is limited as to how much power it has, and it's limited as to how long or how quick it can charge the battery. So effectively, you always have to charge the battery, but sometimes people refer to it as fast chargers, but a lot of the time they're really talking about direct current. In other words, you don't have to have something that changes from one to the other to charge the battery. You can directly charge the battery. Mm. So with that in mind, um, uh, if I start at home, so if you now in South Africa buy an electric car, and you will always get a home charger with that. So somebody comes to your house. Um, in this case, and we'll talk a bit about the Jaguar in a little bit. I had a Jaguar iPhase. Jaguar was kind enough to give me an iPhase for, for this experiment. So if you buy a Jaguar iPhase, then somebody will come to your house and assess your electricity in your situation and make a suggestion to say, you know what, for your solution, this is the best. But you then get a, a, a home charger with that. Um, and there's not a lot of things that have to change. Your, your, your power at home is more than enough to, to be able to charge the car. But somebody comes to the house, looks at your situation, and then suggests the right type of charging solution for you to be able to charge. But um, any house in South Africa will always be charging with alternating current. In other words, um, it uses the converter in the car to make the power from the wall plug 
right so that you can charge the battery. Mm. Now, with with the current situation you highlighted, so let's say, for instance, now you've been lot shedded and you're not getting your 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 power from the proper grid. Um, is there any other alternative? Let's say you're using a generator. Do you think a generator can carry enough power to recharge your car? Actually, um, uh, uh, not at all. A generator is essentially just even a three-point plug is not the right solution. So to give you an idea. If you're buying an electric car, you get the solution at home, right? But any electric car will also include a three-point plug. Let's call it for an emergency. So if you're going to a friend's house um, and you're a little bit low on power, you can charge from their wall socket or their wall plug. Um, but if I, um, uh, if I take that Jaguar and I plug it in, for, let's say, um, for 12 hours, I've done it before, um, 12 hours will get me about 30% charge on the battery. Um, overnight. So in other words, I'm, I've charged it overnight for 12 hours. I only get about 30%, which is really, really very slow um, and, and, and not really a perfect solution, but it works in an emergency. If you have, um, so just another thing quickly about electric cars, normally with your car, with your petrol or your diesel, you might drive until the light goes on. Uh, it's a big refill. And then you stop at a filling station and you fill up the tank. If you have enough money, of course, because um, it's very expensive, but let's imagine you have enough money, you fill up the tank and off you go five minutes later. With electric cars, normally around about between 30 and 50%, you mm-hmm. say, okay, let me charge again. And then the best way is actually to charge up to 80% and then go. Because um, uh, let's imagine it takes a certain amount of time. Let's say it takes 10 hours to charge the battery in an electric car. Half the time will be to 80%. And half the time will be from 80 to 100%. So to protect the battery, the charge becomes slower and slower. So it's almost not worthwhile going past 80%, uh, depending on if you have time or not. So there's a lot of, actually, a lot of things to consider with an electric car. But um, at home, uh, it's three-point plug frustratingly slow. A generator probably even worse. Mm. I'm, I mean, I'm looking, the time factor here is, 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 is very worrying, like you're saying. Uh, sometimes we get so bogged down with life administration mm. and you forget to check your gauge to say my car is fully charged and for you to park by a charging station for quite mm. a bit of time. Whoa. So, 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 yeah, so, so here's the way to look at it in a different way to, 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 to let's say, uh, reconsider the way you look at it. So um, Jagger says the range on the iPhase, um, if you're really driving slowly, um, and, 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 and the best you can get is 446 kilometers. Um, so let's, let's, make, let's take a more of a worst-case scenario. Let's say you're really driving the car hard and enjoying the performance. Let's imagine you can do 350 kilometers uh, before you charge again. You're not trying to save. You're just driving every day and you're enjoying the acceleration. But if you think about it, nobody really drives 350 kilometers a day. I don't know how, how far sure. do you drive every day, Bertha, to work and back. Okay, so from, from where I stay, it's about 25 k's to come to work. So mm-hmm. in total, if I do a double trip, which is coming to work and going back home, I'm looking at 50, 50 k's. 50 k's. So if you, if you look at 50 k's and you drive for five days, that's 250 kilometers that you're driving in a week. Let's, let's make it 300 kilometers in a week, or let's make it even make it close to 350. But that then means that Friday night after work, you can stop at home, you can plug it in, you can charge it, uh, if your battery is very low, um, your home solution will take you about 12 hours to fill the battery again to 100%. Um, so if you think about it, whatever load shedding you have, you have the whole weekend to charge the car. 
So load shedding isn't actually then an issue. Um, you only have to charge it once a week. Uh, a lot of people drive even less. So with electric cars, one thing is you've always got to have charging in the back of your mind. So you can't, you can't just wait for the light. So you always do tend to watch the gauge a little bit. But if you know, listen, I'm not driving a lot. You look at the gauge. I look at the battery. It's about half. It's all right. Or you decide, you know what, tonight I'm going to stop and charge at home. So the home solution is actually one of the fantastic things about electric cars because you never have to stop at a filling station. You just stop, plug it in, tomorrow's charge. So if you wanted to, you can literally at every night just stock it up. And it's like a, a cell phone battery. If you think about it like a cell phone battery, it's easy to charge. You know, every night you charge it, it won't actually ever be an issue driving around town with the range you, can, you have. Mm. Now, Nico, let's talk about the cost. Mm. So, so, yeah. So, so that's a great question as well. So, um, people say, you know, what's going to happen when I plug in the electric cars? It's going to take all the power away from my home. You know, I won't be able to to watch TV. So, let's imagine you have power at home. Eskom is kind enough to switch on the lights for you. Um, the the cost, and I don't know what the specific costs are, but let's imagine it's about three rand per kilowatt hour. So Eskom has a certain charge that they charge you per kilowatt hour, in other words, how much energy you're using. And electric cars work in the same way, where their batteries are rated per kilowatt hours, in other words, the size of the battery. So you get batteries that are 50 kilowatt hours that are actually really quite small, 70 is around about an average size, some cars are 100 kilowatt hours, which is considered uh, quite a big battery. You even get a bit bigger. But let's imagine the battery is 100 kilowatt hours. So you can put 100 kilowatt hours uh, into this battery. Um, so then, let's, so let's say you can do 400 kilometers uh-huh. with 100 kilowatt hours. If you find three rand per kilowatt hour, that means it will cost you 300 rand to do 400 kilometers. So in other words. Um, that's the energy that goes into the battery. So if you think about it, uh, 300 rands for for 400 kilometers isn't bad. That means it's about 600 rands for 800 kilometers. And no petrol car can do that. No petrol car is that efficient. So so the cost is actually quite low. If you look at how far you can drive, you've got to fill it a bit more with energy, but the cost is actually uh, significantly less than it would be for petrol and diesel. Of course, you can go to argument about the cars being expensive and all of those things, but the point is the energy actually is is cheap if you're charging at home. Mm. And this is quite interesting. Let's say, for instance, let's look at the material used to, 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 to build a car. So if you mm. use a slightly heavier material on your car, do you, does, it ta- does it then consume more electricity? So, so no, not really. The, the battery has a certain size, uh, 50 or 100 kilowatt hours, and it's going to have a certain energy that goes into there. But you make a great point. The downside of electric cars is the battery is quite heavy. The battery on its own might be about 600 kilometers. So electric cars are heavy things. The Jaguar I-Pace, um, even though it's fantastic as a performance car, it weighs two tons. So that means you've got a lot of weight to shift. And that, that affects the efficiency of the car because um, if it was very light, you would go a lot further. But because the batteries are heavier, that means that the, the range is limited because there's a lot of weight that you've got to move around. So that actually has an effect on the range of the car, the fact that the electric cars are just heavy things. Mm. Let's take a voice note and uh, let's find out what uh, others feel about our conversation this morning. With our current and the foreseeable future being in a predicament with regards our national grid, I foresee a time when electric cars will be banned if they use so much power 
Sorry to be negative. It's Peter Wani. Bye-bye now. Thanks, Peter. What's your take, no, Nick? Nico? You know what? Um, I, I, of course, I mean, uh, realistically, um, uh, I'm talking about electric cars. Um, car manufacturers are talking about electric cars. But we live in a country where energy is an issue and we've all been frustrated. Uh, it's frustrating for all of us. So the point you make is, 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 is a good one. I mean, how, how do we go about when electric cars are expensive things? How do we go about when we have no electricity? And it, it's an issue. I was talking to a friend of mine that lives... Um, uh, in a place where he says they've got about currently about 12 hours of, of load shedding. So it is an issue, and I agree completely with you, but I don't think they're going to be banned because a lot of car manufacturers um, are not only looking at South Africa, they're looking at the rest of the world, and they're saying, this is our solution for the rest of the world. So a lot of manufacturers are saying, in future, we are only going to make electric cars, which will then simply means they won't be banned in South Africa, but will be limited to the cars we can sell because a lot of car manufacturers are going the electric route. All the premium manufacturers are going that route. So if you look at um, Audi, BMW, Mercedes-Benz, Jaguar, Land Rover, they are all saying, we're going to, in future, just build electric cars, which means in future, those cars are not going to be available if um, uh, they can't be charged here. Plus, we've also got to consider that we are building a lot of cars in South Africa. So manufacturer of BMW in Roslyn, manufacturer of Mercedes-Benz in East London, um, they cannot continue making petrol and diesel cars because they can eventually, um, uh, it's going to be an issue. So I think something like 6% of our GDP is car manufacturer. So if, if we, we, eventually we won't be able to sell those cars to any place because the reality is that nobody wants to buy them because they're all focused on electric cars. Petrol and diesel cars are not going to disappear, poof, in 10 years' time, but there will be less of them and the car manufacturers are going to move their focus. So the reality, it just simply means we almost be more of a predicament if we don't get this right, if we don't get the electric cars, our, our network right, if we don't have more charging solutions, we're probably going to be more of a predicament car-wise. If the cost doesn't come out, uh, down, it'll also be an issue because it's, you know, we're going to battle to buy cars because they're just getting too expensive for, for normal people to buy. So I think the predicament just becomes worse, but I don't think they'll ban electric cars. It just makes it more tricky where and how to charge. Mm. I think let me let's take a small break and uh, when we come back we'll take some more voice notes and um, just try to find out also keep in mind Nico I've got a question which says if I'm driving from Johannesburg to Cape Town that's mm-hmm. that, that's a, that's a long way then what mm. where do I where do I charge just, great question just just think about that but for now all things automotive with the petrol head Nico Smith and it is Jets at Breakfast, and uh, Nico is uh, on standby. So, Nico, what's your take on driving from Johannesburg to Cape Town? That distance is a bit much. No, I uh, know two people that did it last week. Oh. Um, yes, and people are regularly doing it. So, um, gridcars.co.za. So, you, if you go to the website, gridcars.co.za, um, and you go to Live Map, it shows you currently all the charging um, places or um, charging spots where you can charge a car. So regularly, actually, people are driving to Cape Town. Regularly, people are driving to Durban. It's actually not an issue. You can drive from Cape Town all the way to East London if you want to. So there is enough charging solutions on some of the routes. It's not enough. I think we, uh, it needs a lot more for us to run cars in future. It'll be, I'll, and I'll talk about that. It will become more of an issue. But there's actually, as I said, I know two people that drove with an eye face, this exact car I drove, drove um, last week uh, to Cape Town with it. So 
um, the difference is just um, it's not quick. You don't stop. You leave five minutes later. Um, you've got to look for, remember we spoke about these DC charges. You've got to look for the stronger DC charges that will charge the battery quicker. Um, and you've also got to decide time-wise, you know, if at 80%, will I make the next charging station? Do mm-hmm. I wait for 100%? But you get charging, so DC, or the DC charges, you get 50 kilowatt DC charges, you get 80 kilowatt DC charges, you even get up to 150 kilowatt DC charges. Now, those 150 kilowatt DC charges are very quick. Um, in less than an hour, you can be going again. Oh. So, again, I mean, you can immediately make this argument, and, and I hear already what people are saying, hang on but I don't want to wait for an hour. And, and yes, it's true. I agree. It's a, if you drive into Cape Town, you've got small kids. You're not going to drive 400 kilometers, wait for an hour, drive 400 kilometers. The kids are, are, are really not going to be present and you're going to be unhappy. So it's not ideal yet, but there are newer cars that can do 700 kilometers on a charge. Um, and it's, in other words, it's getting better and better. Um, and car manufacturers know that the range is an issue. So um, it is a reality that you can easily drive um, from Cape Town to Johannesburg or Cape Town to Durban, um, it's it's done regularly. Mm. Um, but let's talk about the public charging. So exactly this, I thought, you know what? Let me let me go charge at a few public charging stations um, and see what it's like. So we actually did a trip to Joburg. Um, I was at Santon, uh, but I thought, you know what? I want to actually go to the uh, Mall of Africa because they've got a 150 kilowatt charger, DC charger. In other words. A very uh, a quick charger because 150 kilowatt DC is the most powerful one currently, so it's putting the energy into the battery quickly. Um, so the first thing that is still a bit tricky is finding that charger um, because filling stations are clearly marked with beautiful bright colours. You can't miss it. So on the way there, um, I said, okay, let's look for the place. So we looked for it, um, uh, and I and I, I, I initially used the, um, 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 Google Maps just to see what they say. Mm-hmm. Um, what they said is, okay, it's in this entrance. Got to the entrance, drove around. It's, it just didn't make sense. Eventually, I drove in, and what I've done a few times, you ask the security guard, hey, where's the charger? No, actually, it's out, out, around, around, somewhere else. In other words, um, okay. Then eventually, we found the charger. And then here's the first issue. I think in future, people have got to be a bit more, I don't know what the right word is. You've got to consider other electric cars. When I got yeah. to the charger, there were two minis there. Um, there's not a lot of space around it, so two minis being charged left and right. I got to the minis, um, I could plug out both the, the chargers. In other words, the minis were done charging. But because the guys have now left their cars there, I couldn't charge my car. And there's no space around it. So, okay, so effectively that meant that I couldn't charge and see what the 150 kilowatt charger is because those two guys, you know, they were out shopping and they weren't thinking, honestly, I think they were not really considering somebody else. Yeah. I spoke to somebody else in Cape Town. They said there were two cars in Cape Town. There's a charger. There were two cars there for a whole day, electric cars, and whoever was charging there had charged the cars, but they were just unfortunately selfish, and they didn't move the cars. So these same guys with a Jaguar couldn't charge because there were two other cars at the charger. So that's one thing in future that will get people very angry and upset. Yeah. So if you have electric cars, you've got to start considering let me have a look at the car because most cars can be linked on an app. If it's done charging, let me move it out so somebody else can move it in and charge the car. So then I thought, okay, you know what? It's all right. It's Sunday. So Sunday after church, I'll go and charge the car. Um, I went uh, first. Um, there was a close, there's an Audi dealership. So I drove in and the Audi dealership plugged it in and it worked. The charger was fine. I thought, okay, great. But let me actually go down to 
Menland Main because I need to, how ironic is this? I need to go buy candles. So I'm going to charge my electric cars <laughs> while I buy candles because there's no power at home. Are you killing me? Yeah, that's ironic, isn't it? <laughs> that is so funny, Nico. That is yeah, so that funny. Is. Let's just, yeah. let's squeeze in. Can we just squeeze in two more um, yeah. voice notes just before sure. we close? Let's, let's sure. hear what they say. Morning, Anonymous. I just want to find out about this electrical cars. Does it have the kickstart like when you stop in the robot, you want to clock 100 within two minutes? Can, can it do that? Because there are cars that they do that. Just press the accelerator, it jumps like a bullet. So I, don't, I want to know whether these uh, electrical cars, they can do that, or they just move slow like a tortoise and getting faster and faster. I just want to know that. The one issue I have with that, with, with the electric car and the battery itself specifically, um, if it works like, a, say, cell phone battery, over time the battery deteriorates. What would be the cost of replacing? Thank you, Gareth. Cape Town. Thanks, Gareth. Uh, Nico, we just have two minutes. You need to really compress. Okay. okay, quickly. So, first of all, acceleration on any electric car will blow your mind. This Jaguar I-Pace, the Autrimer, is in 4.8 seconds. I mean, the, the I-Pace is a fabulous car. It, you can't believe how quick it is. It takes people's breath away. So, electric cars, all of them, even the slowest one, will feel like a rocket ship. And the fast one, the quickest car in the world currently is an electric car. Okay. The battery, that's a brilliant point. I agree with you. Um, I think, I don't know what the costs are, but it would be quite scary um, to replace the battery. But if it, currently the electric cars, the warranty on the battery on the Jaguar I-Pace is eight years and 160,000 kilometers. Eight years and 160,000 kilometers, that's the warranty on the battery. The point you make is a fabulous one. It is going to deteriorate after time. It's not like your cell phone, so the car battery doesn't go down as quick as your, your, your cell phone, but the car battery will slowly start deteriorating so you will start losing the range. So, but the warranty is quite good. But I, I, I would say, imagine the car is 15 years old and you have to replace the battery. I don't know what it'll cost. I think it'll be a scary cost. It might even be, you know, whatever the car is, if you consider buying another one uh, because it, or a different car because the, price, the battery price is quite a lot. So I don't know what the price is, but I think it will be something quite costly to replace. But maybe by then, there's a cheaper solution and cheaper batteries um, and it's more cost effective. But yeah, it is also something to consider as a downside of electric cars. But, you know, my experience with the iPace, everybody was commenting on how beautiful this thing is. It's really a looker. Um, it's, it's comfortable. It's really fast. It's well spec. So uh, I, that's one thing I don't really get to talk about. But the iPace is a car I really enjoyed. And, and as an electric car, even though it's four years old, at traffic lights, people were showing me thumbs up. They love this thing. You know, the people that I, you know, as a drive to say this is what it feels like, they were all blown away with the acceleration. So, you know, it is a fabulous car. So here's the thing. Um, whether we like it or not, we're going the electric route. And the quicker, hopefully, we can sort out our energy in South Africa and we can get more charging solutions going, it'll make it easier. Electric cars aren't going to be banned, but we can't be left behind compared to what the rest of the world, are, you know, is doing. So uh, ESCOM is actually making it even worse for electric cars as well. 
Great stuff. Nico will uh, do this next week uh, at the same time. This has been quite insightful. I cannot wait to get my hands on an electric car and so that I'm able to really articulate. <laughs> and, you know, experience is the best teacher. But thanks a lot, Nico. Thank you. Have a lovely Saturday. Thanks a lot. That's uh, Nico Smith, our petrol head. Coming up uh, on the other side of the news, Lady Smith Black Mambazo, uh, South Africa Legacy Tour starting in uh, Johannesburg Theatre, 24 to 28 May. And we will be chatting shortly. For now, let's uh, cross over to the news desk. It's nine o'clock.